As you find yourself going deeper and deeper down the internet, telling yourself you'll watch just one more video before you go to bed, knowing that you should have gone to bed an hour ago, that's where you'll find the Dragoon Effect. Welcome back to Dragoon Effect, an audio-only Let's Play podcast that cares about your mental health. As always, I'm your host, Ben, and our motto is, it may be terrible. But that's okay. This week, I have a quote that is attributed to President Theodore Roosevelt. As well as others, apparently. I guess nobody really knows where this quote came from for sure, just that a lot of people have said it. Comparison is the thief of joy. Almost any time you compare yourself to someone else, especially someone that you see has something you don't, or did something you can't, you will generally make yourself feel worse. This goes hand in hand with just the general idea of, okay, we've done something, what's the next thing, or what haven't I done, or what do I need to do? Instead of taking the time to just enjoy what we've accomplished. Take a little bit of happiness or solace or pride in what you have done. If you need to do a comparison... Compare yourself today versus the person you were before you started doing X, Y, or Z. And notice how far you've come. Sometimes you can use it as a goal or an ambition or a target of, hey, they are physically fit. You know what? I could stand to lose a little weight. So I'm going to try to be a little more physically fit. It can be a starting place, but don't let it be a controlling place. Set your own goals. Set achievable goals. Because the biggest way to stop doing something is to have unrealistic standards. Three o'clock. Thank God you're back, Forrest. I've been running out of stuff to pad our airtime with. Peggy, you work in radio. Forrest, I'm stressed. I mean, really. How are we supposed to keep a show going with all this happening? This is our job, Peggy. Well, I gotta do it. <sighs> You're right. So, what's the plan now? I think we should call Virginia back. Alright, I'll get her on the line. When you're ready, shut the music off. Okay, Forrest, shut the music off. Hello again, Gallows Creek. This is Forrest Nash. We're circling closer to the truth behind tonight's events. To this end, we're calling back one of our earlier callers, Virginia Sullivan. Fredman Plunker here? Who's this? Is it you? Goose? Plunker, hey, it's the Radio Man, Forrest Nash. Radio Man? What's up? Solving mysteries, saving lives. The huge. Right, 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 right on. Plunker, what are you doing at Virginia's house? She asked if we could stay to keep an eye out for that whistling turd. So we're hanging out, bro. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's big of you, Plunker. Oh, <laughs> it's nothing. Can I speak to Virginia? Sure thing, Radio Man. Oh, I'll just go get her. Who is this? Hey, Virginia, it's Forrest. I'm 
I'm glad you're still okay. Oh! Forrest! Sorry, I'm still jumpy. Don't be sorry. You've been through a lot. I'm so sorry this happened to you, Virginia. I thought I was. I thought... Easy. We're not calling to talk about earlier. We're calling because we think you can help us understand why this is happening tonight. Me? What would I know? Does the name Clive mean anything to you? Clive? No. I don't know that name. What are you asking about this for? You mentioned that name earlier when you called us the first time. I don't know what I said then. I was petrified, Forrest. Clive's the janitor at our station, and we know you spoke to him in the past. Forrest, please. You don't know what you're doing. He'll come for me. Virginia, it's okay. Clive won't be coming after you. We think Clive's dead. Dead? But isn't he? He's the whistling man, Forrest. We thought so too, but... You don't understand. All those years ago, he... It's okay, Virginia. He's gone. We found evidence to suggest he... Well... And we found your autopsy reports for George Barrow. How? I saw him destroy them. Well, he didn't. I don't know if he kept them or made copies or what, but we found them. And we know it's related to what's happening tonight, which is why we called you. Why did you write a false report? I... All right. One day, I came into work to find a, a boy on my slab. And as I finished the autopsy, this man, Clive, he just burst in. And he started making demands to give over the reports, to falsify what I found. Of course I said no, but... Well, when someone wants to make you do something, they can use the carrot or the stick. For me, he used both. You see, my sister is sick. She has a chronic condition that's never going away. It's expensive to treat, and it was getting to where I couldn't afford it. And Clive promised me that his employer would pay for my sister's treatment if I did what he said, and that if I ever spoke about this, he'd beat me to within an inch of my life. Oh, wow. I don't know why he had me do it, but my sister needed me. You have to understand, she needed me. We understand. Thank you, Virginia. That was brave. God, I just want this nightmare to end. This will help end it, Virginia. Thank you. Stay safe, Virginia. So, Virginia's tied up in all of this. Clive threatened her to keep quiet about George's death. But for who? Why cover up these details? We could try Sandra. What would Sandra know? I don't know, but we have to start somewhere. Anyway, just be careful when you're talking to her. Don't push too hard. We don't want her to hang up. I'll be careful. All right, calling her now. Hopefully she's at her jazz studio. Aha, 
Forrest, you're through. Hello, this is Sandra at Jazz Pizzazz Jazz Studio. Who is this? Hello again, Sandra. It's Forrest Nash of 189.16, The Scream. And you're live on air. <laughs> oh, I always thought folks called into a radio show, not the other way around. How jazzy. What can I do for you? Uh, well, <laughs> we're trying to understand what's behind the attacks tonight. We had a few questions. By forest, of course. Heck, after the way you saved my life, I'd say yes to just about anything you asked. Really? Well, that sounds nice. I might just call you back tomorrow then, too. Oh, you got my number. But what about tonight? Is there anything you want to talk about right now? Remember why we called, Forrest. Of course. Do you know why the Whistling Man might have targeted you? Ha! As far as I can tell, he was just a knife-wielding psycho with superhuman cardio. He'd have chased after anybody. Right. Well, we think he might be chasing specific people. People who know about the death of a boy named George. I don't know anything about that. Sorry. Hmm. Have you had to keep quiet about anything? Any secrets you've had to keep? What would I have to keep quiet about? I don't know. I mean, could be that you've seen something or heard something. I never saw anything. Even if I did, what would that matter? It was years ago. Sandra, are you okay? It was years ago. We know, Sandra. You do? You know about? Uh, yes. Of course. This studio is my life. After I found the body in the river, I couldn't lose my studio. Do you understand? Sure. I understand. When the rent just kept going up, he said he'd stop if I just needed to keep quiet. And everything would be okay. Of course. We understand. I mean, it's not like I killed him. What was the harm in saying I found him in the reservoir instead of the river? Right? Right? I'm sorry. I can't do this. And she's gone. I don't think that could have gone any better. You truly did great, Forrest. Well, folks, if anyone out there has any thoughts on what's going on tonight, please call in. That's good timing. We've got a call waiting just this second. Welcome to 189.16, The Scream, with me, your host, Forrest Nash. Hi, Forrest. I know this is really out of the blue with everything happening tonight, but I wondered if you could send this special birthday message to my uncle. You know what? I'd welcome a change of pace. I'd be glad to. Thank you, Boris. He's my Uncle Ronnie. His first name's Peter, but he never liked his name. But since he always had salt and pepper hair, even as a kid, can you believe it? Folks always called him Pepper. Uh, thanks for the history lesson. Is there anything besides happy birthday you'd like to say to Mr. Pepper? Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, Forrest. Let's just move on. We've already got another caller on the line. <laughs> I knew where that was going, and it just uh, it played out so well. This is 189.16, The Scream. I'm Forrest Nash.
You're on the air, caller. Caller. Ponty. Ponty's pizza! Always delivered! Come rain or sleet or whistling man, we'll be there! <laughs> <laughs> Forest? Forest? Are you okay? <sighs> Forest? I hope the whistling man gets in with his own pizza slicer. Jesus, Forest. Whoa. Sorry, sorry, that was that was too much. It's okay. It's been a high stress night. Don't worry about him anymore, okay? Not for tonight, anyway. I think he's spent for now. We've got another call. Whenever you're ready. We have a call waiting. Folks, don't spend your money at Pawnee's Pizza. That's all I'm going to say about that. Moving along, I'd like to welcome another caller to 189.16, The Scream, with me, Forrest Nash. Who may I say is calling? Well, hello again, Forrest. Don, Don, we played your song, Long Ride Home. Did you hear it? Can you tell us? Uh, never mind that now. Forrest, I'm calling because I need your help. Are you in danger? Oh, I sure am. Do you mean? Yes, he's after me now. You? That'd be a first. Helping? You didn't exactly help. Maybe I've been helping more than you know. I was out following a lead, trying to work out who would be next. After Chuck. And what happened? And I started to feel like I was being followed. I came back to my apartment building, but this newfangled security system has me locked out. I need you to help me get inside. Don't you have a key to get in? Only for the apartment door. The front gate requires an entry code. The future is electronic, I guess. I need that code to get inside. Which apartment block do you live in? Maybe one of our listeners lives there too. It's the new Woodside apartment building. I doubt any of your listeners live there. I don't have many neighbors. Sounds like a prime piece of real estate. The sound really carries at night. Shit. Is that a neighbor's dog? Yes, it is. Boy, I wish he could muzzle that thing in. Oh. And now he's blasting David Scopo out of his window. This night can't get any... Train dog. Is Don the whistling man? What's the name of the security system? Uh, there's a sticker on the box. It says Starling Security 4000. There's a keypad, and it looks like it wants a, a six digit number. 
Starling Security 4000, huh? That's right. Very newly installed. I need the key code before the whistling man gets me. Yeah, of course. Don't worry, Don. Thank you, Forrest. I knew I could count on you. I'll sit out of sight. Call me back soon. Alright, folks. Here's a little tune for you all to enjoy while I try to break Dawn into her apartment. Coming up for your listening pleasure, it's Caged Tiger with their single, One Last Goodbye. You were pretty quiet there, Peggy. Forrest, was it just me or was there something? Yeah, it wasn't just you. Something was weird about that. Yeah, well, tell you what. We have a Starling 4000, or whatever, here at KFAM. Clive bought one for the station. Maybe we can find something to help. Well, I'm not sure who, but to help someone. Alright, okay, so she's logged out of the Woodside Apartments, and somewhere, Clive probably has the papers for the Starling 4000. So I think that's what I have, and I was just looking around, and I'm missing one record, so I'm going to grab that new music to play from the break room. Okay, Starling 4000, user manual. Ah. These codes should come in handy. Order delivery form. Starling must have left this by accident. The system's not even installed at Woodside. Oh! Okay. Because unable to install requires new parts. New installation date. September 17th. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We've got the system, and there's an alarm test. Uh, there's a, sorry. There's a maintenance call code. There's an alarm test. Warning, this will set off all security measures. Alarm test deactivation and an entry code. So, we are going to give her the alarm test code, which is 191519. Welcome back, Forrest. Find anything? The Starling 4000 security manual. It's got a bunch of codes. Good. And did you find anything else? I saw a list of everyone else who bought the Starling 4000. Know who was on there? Oh my god. Roller Ricky! I... Do you think we should give him a call? Is that crazy? I don't know what you'd say, but... Hmm. Well, if Dawn's listening, we shouldn't call Ricky, right? Just put me through to Dawn and I'll take care of this one way or another. Okay, if you say so. Line one, whenever you're ready. Don, are you there? This is Forrest Nash from 189.16, The Scream. Oh, thank God you're back. 
outside to start with. That's right. She never actually attacked me out there. So? What now? I guess I should make an announcement. We do have new info. Okay. Kill the music and you can make the announcement. Okay. You're live in three, two... Hey folks, this is Forrest Nash here. I hope you're all safely locked inside. For those of you listening to that last call, you might be wondering what to make of it all. Here's our take. We now believe the killer is actually a woman, one who might manipulate you into letting her in before she attacks you. We're neighbors. Look out for each other and stay safe. The killer was calling themselves Dawn. This could be a fake name. If anyone needs help or you have info on the killer, please call in. You folks have my new number, right? It's 911. Hopefully, our next caller can help shed some light on our killer. Hey, we had a call come in. Okay, folks, time to take a call. You're through to Forrest Nash on 189.16, The Scream. Hey, ma'am. Murphy? Yeah, sweet. What's going on, Murphy? You in danger again? Nah, ma'am. I've just been listening to the show here at home. And since you asked folks to call in if they could help out, well, I'm calling. 
don't know if I can say as much as other folks have, but uh, I figure I wouldn't be a good role model to Fernando if I didn't try to help, you know? You're a good father, Murphy. Absolutely. Fernando's a lucky kid. Oh, thanks. So, uh, what do you want to know? Well, what can you tell us? Uh, I don't know, really. All right. Well, do you know anything about the death of George Barrow? Absolutely nothing. Okay. <laughs> what about the killer herself? Herself? Man, I, I didn't get my ass kicked by a lady. Now I went toe-to-toe, -to -toe, it was a man, man. You heard the last call, right, Murphy? Yep. So you know it's a woman, and you were trained by a VHS, Murphy. I, I know, but... Man, how could it have been a woman under that mask? Let's just move on. Do you know anything about the history of the Whistling Man? No, sir. Tonight's the first time I ever heard of him. What? I moved here three years ago, man. What do you want from me? Nothing. You and Fernando just stay safe. Right. Sorry I couldn't help y'all more, man. Now, if you'd have asked me about gators... Forrest, we have a call coming in. Sorry, Murphy. I think that's all we've got time for right now. Alright, alright. I'll catch y'all with the gator talk later. Night! Well, folks, that was a bust. But perhaps our next caller has more they can tell us. Let's find out. This is Forrest Nash, and you're listening. Please help me. My name is Casey Moore. I'm a 25 Nancy Drive. My best friend's been stabbed. He's he's bleeding everywhere. I don't know what to do. Please help me. Is he still breathing? Yeah, but he's bleeding out fast. I really need help. Please. Take a breath. We've been out at the reservoir. We were heading back to his place when we heard this whistling all of a sudden. I just started freaking out. He screamed at me, told me to hide. I'd never seen him like that, and I, I just panicked and ran and hid in a bush. Oh no, Forrest. Then what happened? He went up the road and talked to someone. I couldn't really hear or see anything. It sounded like he might have known the person, and they just stabbed him. Casey, was he talking to a woman? I don't know. They had a mask and wore all black. get you help, but I need to know. Where did the masked person go? They left! They left him to bleed out! I waited until they were gone, then dragged him into the garage and called 911. Wait, why didn't she make sure he was dead? I don't know. I think I heard them say something like, it's not so funny now, is it? Before they left, but... Please! He needs to get to the hospital! Forrest, the ambulance was destroyed in the explosion at the gas station. You should get all the info you can. What's your friend's name, Casey? It's Jason. Jason Parker. Can you tell us where Jason was stabbed? They stabbed him in the stomach, and they stabbed him again in his leg when he was on the ground, and it's... Oh, the knife is still there in his leg! We'll be right back. Peggy, patches through to the hospital. On it. Phoning St. Gabriel's now. Switch to line two. Hello, St. Gabriel's Hospital. How can I help you? 
Hi, this is Forrest Nash from 189.16. We have a stab victim at 25 Nancy Drive named Jason Parker. He's been stabbed in the stomach and the leg. He's bleeding heavily. Oh god, I'm sorry, but the ambulance is... well, you know. I know, but please, we need something or he's going to die. Forrest, I... listen, you're going to have to get him here. We need to see him and we can't get there ourselves right now. We don't have any way to drive him right now. And even if we did, he's bleeding out fast. Alright, listen. We need to buy him time to get here. That means stopping the blood first, and then finding someone to stabilize him. To stabilize him, you really need someone with first aid training. Do either of you have any? No. Me neither. Uh, damn it. I'm really sorry about this, but I have other patients who can't wait. All I can do is talk you through the procedure as quick as I can, and then leave the rest to you. You think you can handle that? Can't me. I'm sure we can handle it. Okay, from the top. If he's bleeding out, then you need to get him comfortable and try to stem the bleeding. Lay him down. Apply continuous pressure directly to the affected areas. When the bleeding slows, get a clean cloth of some kind and hold it over the wounds. Get them comfortable. Apply pressure. Clean cloths when slowed. Got it. I think. You said he was stabbed, right? If the object he was stabbed with is still in him, don't take it out. It's stopping the worst of the bleeding right now. If anything, you should secure it so it stays where it is. I wouldn't have thought of that. It makes sense, though. God, that was a lot of info. But I think we can handle this. Glad you got it so far, because there's more to go. Everyone should get trained in first aid. I'm still with you, Doc. What else do we need to know? If he's lost a lot of blood, he may enter shock. If he does, act fast. If you apply a cloth and it's bleeding through, don't remove it. Just apply another on top of it. If it's safe, elevate his legs to get blood circulating to his vital organs. Try to keep him warm. Get him to rest and reassure him. We need the patient to stay calm. <sighs> Alright, uh, don't replace bandages. Elevate his legs. Keep him warm and calm. This is a lot. I'm really sorry. That's as much as I can give you right now. Try to stop the bleeding. Find someone to get him stabilized and get him here as quick as you can. Good luck. All right, Forrest. Casey's still on line one. Hello? Oh, Forrest, are you there? I'm here. How is Jason doing? Badly. He's still bleeding. I need help. I've been putting pressure on his stomach wound since you left, but he's still bleeding. I don't know what to do. That's good, Casey. The nurse said to do that. What about the knife in his leg? It's gotta be hell. No, don't touch the knife. The bleeding will get worse if you pull it out. Are you sure? I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop making suggestions. No, don't worry, Casey. We're a team here. We're all going to get Jason through this. Casey, is his leg wound bleeding right now? I hate looking at that knife. Yeah, yeah, it's bleeding. His stomach is worse, though. I think we need to secure the knife so it doesn't move around. Do you have anything you can tie around it? Uh, yeah. There's some laundry piled up on top of the dryer, some cloths on the hood of the car, and what else? I guess I've got my jacket. Look in the laundry for something like a towel or a shirt. Pull that over the wound. Okay. Looks like I'm going to have to buy you some new whites, Jason. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. 
stomach again. I'm starting to think we might make it. Forrest, can I have a word? Casey, I'm going to have a quick word with Peggy. Keep putting that pressure on and let us know when the bleeding is under control. You're doing great. But what if something happens? We'll still be here. Just shout if you need anything and we'll be there. I promise. Okay. I'll wait. Jason, please be okay. What's up, Peggy? We can't stay on the line with her all night. Dawn is still out there. What if other people need us? <sighs> You're right. She's probably on her way to her next target right now. Exactly. And you heard the nurse. We need someone there with training who can stabilize him. He's got to get to the hospital somehow. Any suggestions, Peggy? I might. A little before you started working here, KFAM did a mandatory first aid training course. Me and Karen missed it because we were away on a producer getaway. You skipped it, didn't you? I, never mind. So. How does KFAM's first aid course help us? Casey said they're at 25 Nancy Drive, right? Yeah, why? They put up a bunch of cheap houses around there about 10 years ago. So a bunch of people here at the station live around there. Do you think any of them could help Casey and Jason? Probably, but I don't know who lives there. And since I missed the training day, I don't know who knows first aid. Could you call them and ask? I don't know everybody's numbers. I've only ever called Karen. Everybody's personnel info is probably in Reggie's office. Got it. I'll look through their files in Reggie's office. It's a life or death situation. I'm sure they won't mind. Right. But there are a couple of problems with that. Go on. It's sensitive information, so Reggie probably locked it in his safe. Great. Great. Do you have any idea what the combo for the safe could be? Not a clue. Reggie's a serial note-taker, though. Maybe something in his office will give it away. Right. There is something else. I'm not gonna like this, am I? Have you ever heard, the future is floppy? Peggy, what the hell are you talking about? I'm talking about floppy disks. Floppy disks are like these futuristic things that have information <laughs> on them. You put them in a computer and they do something. Peggy, I know what a floppy disk is. Anyway, Reggie decided that the future is floppy and started phasing out our physical records and replacing them with these floppy disks. I imagine it's the same for our personnel files. That's good to know. Since we haven't heard anything from Casey, I'm guessing Jason's okay for now. I'll check out Reggie's office and see what I can find. You'll need a key for that. I'll just slide it under my door now. Thanks, Peggy. I just have to look around. I'll patch my mic down to the office, so you'll hear me over the intercom. Got the key to Reggie's office. Head him down and through reception again. Guessing it's the door marked private. Yeah. Okay. There's a sticky note on the computer. Remember Reggie Jr.'s birthday is 0910, not 1009. Last year was a disaster. Okay. There's a poster with the UFO that says, I want to believe. More sticky notes. Ask Jeannie where those tapes are. It's been weeks now. Overdue. 
Clive, if you're reading this, stop stealing my post-it notes. Alien sightings. Ah, uh, no. Don't need that. There's a floppy disk in uh, this drawer. Could Deep. this be it? Deep cuts, top secret. Pizza delivery killer who kills with a pizza cutter. Free slice on me. Terrifyingly, there is never any pizza. Blah, blah. What happened to the original delivery guy? Maybe wrote, write him in as final girl's boyfriend. Protagonist is college student Megan, surname to follow. She's smart, beautiful, resourceful, lactose intolerant. Amplifies the divide between her and the pizza killer. Takes place on 1107. Very important date for the town. Great goose gathering event where a large number of geese appear suddenly and save the town from starvation. Try to link this into the greater story. Need to kill off Megan's support network throughout the movie, like Acts 3, but even scarier. Maybe partner with Ponty's Pizza for the launch? 110 orders. 110 orders? Just receive a pizza cutter and tickets to the movie. Oh, 1 out of 10 orders. Oh, that'd be terrible. That's what you're expecting. It should be addition to the order. Okay. Anything else of interest? Oh, what's this? Arisita Chupacabras. Looks like I need a four-digit code. Oh, there's the safe. Uh, what's that? 1107? Oh, there's a hint. Very important date. Oh, there's a lot of floppy disks. Jeez. Personnel file. John Hedges. Uh, are these all just personnel files? Yes. Forrest Nash. Well, I don't need my own personnel files. Well, I'll start with this one. Oh, uh... John Hedges, newsreader, DOB, address 14 Nancy Drive. We wanted 25 Nancy Lane? Are those close? Notes, John refused to engage with the first aid trainer during the course. I know he was a war medic. But it was station policy to send everybody regardless. Okay. Uh, I need to find Nancy I'm on, at the map. Nancy Lane and Nancy Drive. Are they close? I don't see any Nancy. Where is Nancy? Oh, there we go. Nancy Drive. Okay. Oh, maybe, maybe it was also Nancy Drive. Yeah, I don't see any other roads that are like... Okay, I must have just mixed up my memory. Uh, well, presumably he's going to be real close. Hey, Peggy, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Did you find what we need? I think I know who our best bet is to help Casey and Jason. Casey, just stay calm. It's going to be okay. But the police think this 
Casey, calm down. You've done everything right. I I need you to listen to me, okay? For Jason. What did the nurse say to do about shock? Casey, I need you to elevate Jason's legs. We need to get the blood flowing to his vital organs. Got it. Casey, help is on the way. My colleague will be there soon. 
wishes to Jason. Well, after all of that excitement, I think we could use some music. Uh, come back upstairs when you're ready. I finished Final Fantasy 16. This one is complicated for me. And I think I've figured out a pretty good analogy for it. It's like a candy bar. As I was playing through it, I was enjoying it. I wanted more and more and more. I needed to keep that that taste going, that adrenaline going. And it was just like bombastic and huge and awesome and cool and fun. Then I finished it. And to get the Platinum Trophy, you have to go through and beat the game on Final Fantasy mode that you unlock after finishing the game once and play through on New Game Plus. So I started that. And I put in a decent amount of time. Got, I don't know, a decent ways into the story. Maybe like 25%. And I realized it wasn't fun anymore. And I couldn't figure out why. And then it finally dawned on me. I had finished the candy bar. I had gotten the newness. I had gotten that flavor out. And going back again was like trying to eat the same candy bar again. Not like another candy bar, but the exact same candy bar that I had already eaten. And all of the flavor was gone. Maybe a better comparison is bubblegum. That first playthrough, that flavor of the gum was just impactful and high and delicious. And then I put it and set it down in the wrapper and, I don't know, days later, tried to come back and be like, Mmm, I want that taste of that gum. And then it's just nothing. It's bland. It's gone. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how I compare and how I rank this game this year. Because it's enjoyable. I think Final Fantasy fans would like it. The story was entertaining, but it wasn't momentous, maybe? I don't know. I, there's just something about it that I would have thought that I would just burn through the playthrough because I was having fun with the game, but I was just bored. Maybe because I wasn't unlocking new abilities? New skills? I really don't know. But I hope you have a good day this week.